What's happening, my Jack family? Coach Scott here, jackedafter40.com and shreddedafter40.com. Welcome to another episode of the Jacked After 40 podcast. Today, I'm going to be sharing what I have learned from getting lean and staying lean. And as I've mentioned before, this Jacked After 40 podcast is bigger than myself. It's about us as a community, a Jacked After 40 community, a collective, sharing our experiences, learning, and growing together. So I would love to hear from you down in the comment section below, sharing your experience about what it's been like to get lean and stay lean, some of your successes, some of your challenges, what you have learned along the way. The biggest lesson I've learned about getting lean and staying lean after 40 is the importance of developing a nutritional lifestyle. You hear all the time, if you want to be successful with your diet, it needs to become a lifestyle. You know, what happens most of the time for men over 40 who want to lose fat, they end up going on some sort of fad diet that is drastically different from their normal way of eating. And although they ex may experience some success with that diet, they lose the weight that they desired, what happens after they lose that weight and they try to go back to their normal eating habits, they haven't developed the, the know-it-all. They haven't um, developed the skills to manage their portion sizes with their, their normal way of eating. So they go back to those old habits and end up gaining their weight back and sometimes even more. Now for myself personally, how I eat when I'm trying to lose fat or maintain my physique or build muscle is exactly the same. All of the foods are exactly the same. The only difference is the portion sizes. So when I want to lose fat, I'll eat 750 calories less than what it takes to maintain my physique. When I want to build muscle, I'll consume about 100 calories more than what it takes to maintain my physique. All the foods the same. All the meals the same, it's just the portion sizes that are different. This Sunday, so every Sunday I post a Jacked After 40 Life vlog where I share every meal that I eat, my overall active lifestyle. This is going to be the 70th episode that I post this upcoming Sunday. For the past 70 weeks of these vlogs, you can't tell when I'm in trying to lose fat, maintain my physique, or build muscle because all the foods are exactly the same. My meals are so structured, so similar when I am trying to lose fat, build muscle, or maintain my physique that you can't tell. My lifestyle is exactly the same. I do the same amount of cardio. I hit the weights the same time, same number of times each week. I try to get the same amount of sleep. My overall lifestyle is exactly the same. The only change that I make when I'm trying to lose fat or maintain my physique or, or build muscle is the amount of calories that I consume, the portion sizes of each of those meals. So that is one of the, the biggest lessons that I've learned about getting lean and staying lean is to develop this nutritional lifestyle. All of these habits that it's just, it's automatic for you. It's just a matter of managing your portion control. And it really comes down to the simplicity of fat loss. If you want to lose fat, you just eat a little bit less. You just control your portion sizes. It's not, what diet do I need to follow? How, how, what kind of drastic changes do I have to make in order to lose fat? No, it's just a simple matter of portion control. So try to keep, that. that is a true nutritional lifestyle when you really can't tell the difference whether you're losing fat, maintaining your physique, or building muscle. The only difference is the portion sizes you're consuming. The second biggest lesson I've learned when it comes to getting lean and staying lean after 40 is the importance of following a responsible flexible dieting approach. Now, what flexible dieting means is that you have a caloric target to aim for, sometimes a calorie and macronutrient targets to aim for, and as long as you hit those targets, it doesn't matter what you consume. You can consume as much processed food as your heart desires. If you hit those calorie and macro targets, you're going to experience your the fat loss results that you desire, and that is basically 
True, uh, but I see a lot of people taking this to the extreme. I'd say not so much as it was a few years ago when the flexible dieting really became a, a big craze and kind of a fad almost, um, but I see people, I mean, just they, they take pride, they brag about how they how many donuts they're eating each and every day. They, they brag about their cheat meals, they brag about their cheat days, and they're having them all the freaking time. Um, but you don't see everything that's going on behind the scenes. There is a bit of a dark side to um, that kind of extreme flexible dieting approach. For myself personally, what I have learned is is that I flexible dieting to me is that I, I have permission. I give myself permission to eat what I want when I want it. If I am craving a chocolate bar today, I can eat that chocolate bar and hit my caloric target. But if I'm not if I don't have a strong desire for it, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna have processed food just for the sake of having processed food. When I want it, I'm going to have it. I'm going to work it in there. And I sometimes I can go like during this January mini cut, I went 28 days without having a strong desire for any kind of processed food. I didn't have any kind of a desire for alcohol. So I just didn't have it. Um, if I had consumed alcohol during that time and still hit my caloric target, my macro targets, I would have experienced the same success, the same results. If I would have consumed chocolate bars each and every day, I would have experience the same results if I hit those same calorie targets each and every day. Here's the difference with my approach to, to flexible dieting is that, yeah, I, I because I give myself permission, if I want it, I can have it. There's kind of that, that, that it, it gives the, it relieves any kind of stress from the situation. Whereas if I told myself, all right, for the next month, you can't have any processed foods whatsoever. You can't have any alcohol, whatever. That's gonna be on my mind all the time. Oh my God, I can't wait till this diet is done so I can start having chocolate bars again or I can have a drink again. So that kind of stuff weighs on you. It's mentally draining. That's part of what can contribute to dieting fatigue. But just knowing that I have permission to eat some of my favorite treats whenever I want it is enough for me to know that all right, I'm, I'm, I'm good to go, I can have it, it's, it's, it's fine, and, and I will consume that. But for me, what I find is that when I have that chocolate bar, the chocolate bar could be 450 calories, and yes, it could satisfy my taste buds in that moment. It will satisfy my taste buds in that moment. It will be very enjoyable, but I could have had a, a much bigger, more voluminous, nutrient-rich meal that would be more filling to me if, um, if I, if I had that instead of the, the chocolate bar. So, uh, and still I enjoy, I would enjoy like every nutrient rich meal that I consume, every meal I consume, I enjoy to my heart's delight. I'd never eat anything that's bland and boring that I don't enjoy. I get great joy out of everything that goes in my mouth. It's just, again, there's times where I'm like, yeah, a chocolate bar would be fantastic. And you do get some joy from that experience, something a little bit different. Um, but yeah, I don't need that all the time. I get joy from every single meal that I eat. And that, that is, to me, that's a big deal. That's a big part of the flexible dieting approach is making sure that you are consuming, you're enjoying everything that you consume. Now for me personally, not only is it that the food volume that becomes an issue um, when you start including some of these more processed foods, some of what we would label as treat foods or junk food or, or cheap meals or anything like that. Um, not only are they typically smaller in volume for the amount of calories that you get, um, 
it can also like like for me personally it doesn't provide me the same even though energy wise like it's got the same amount of calories um, so 450 calorie chocolate bar compared to 450 calories from um, oats berries eggs and veggies um, you're not going you're gonna be lacking nutrients so you get the same calorie makeup there but the nutrients the minerals that you're getting the vitamins and minerals that you're getting from each of those meals is gonna be drastically different and that has an impact on your overall well-being your optimal health, how you are going to perform. So many people look at it at their performance in the gym or or how well they're doing on their diet just based on calories. I don't agree with that whatsoever. When I was dieting that mini cut for 28 days there and I consumed nothing but nutrient rich, whole, natural foods, my energy was through the freaking roof. I didn't really feel like I was dieting other than that subtle hunger that I would feel at certain times throughout the day, sometimes at night before I went to bed. So that little bit of hunger made me know that I'm in a deficit. My portion sizes made me realize I'm in a deficit, but I still, I got so much energy because the foods were so nutrient rich and I didn't feel like I was dieting so much because the volume of those foods were, was so much greater. It was so much more filling than if I was to include some treats each and every day. Again, nothing wrong with that. So you really need to know yourself. You need to know how you handle dieting better. For me, I will handle my dieting better if my stomach feels satisfied and full, if I have my energy, and that energy is going to come not just from the calories, but from the vitamins, the nutrients, the, the, the minerals that uh, you have in all of these foods. So the micronutrients are important for your overall well-being, your overall energy. So I take a lot of that into consideration, um, not just my taste buds. So a lot of people think they can handle their diet better if they include a treat each and every day, but if you include a chocolate bar each and every day, you gotta realize that your stomach, although your taste buds may be satisfied, and it doesn't feel like you're dieting because you're allowing yourself to have treats each and every day, your stomach will probably end up being a little bit more hungry. Your performance in the gym may not be quite at the level as it would be if you were consuming more natural, whole, nutrient-rich foods. The third biggest lesson I've learned about getting lean and staying lean after 40 is the importance of getting an adequate amount of quality sleep each and every night. Having a consistent sleep-wake schedule that allows you to get at least seven hours of sleep each and every night, preferably eight hours, eight and a half hours, even up to nine hours of sleep, each and every night is going to have a dramatic impact on your physique transformation. Getting an inadequate amount of sleep will increase your appetite. It's been shown through research. Uh, people on average will consume like 300, even up to 600 calories more per day if they're sleep deprived. Now that's not just because they are awake for more hours of the day. Lack of sleep, being sleep deprived will um, increase your hunger cues. So. I definitely notice it myself if I go a day or two without getting enough sleep, I will definitely be, I find myself looking through the cupboards, opening up the fridge more. It's just a lot more challenging to manage my hunger, especially when I'm in a caloric deficit, trying to lose fat, trying to get shredded after 40. We get really, really lean beach body after 40. So sleep has become a top priority to me, not only because of the impact on appetite, but also because of its impact on our testosterone 
testosterone levels, on our energy levels. So if you're not getting an adequate amount of sleep, you're not going to perform as well in the gym. You're not going to move around as much throughout the day, so you're not going to burn as many calories. So it's kind of a double whammy of not being as active as you normally would if you got enough sleep, an adequate amount of sleep, uh, and also an increase of appetite where you're going to be consuming more calories. So definitely make sleep your number one top priority, whether you're trying to lose fat, maintain your physique, or build muscle. And I've recorded a video not that long ago on the book, Why We Sleep. It has been an incredible eye-opener for me. I have been preaching for the longest time about the importance for men over 40 to get an adequate amount of sleep each and every night, mainly because of the impact on testosterone levels. But man, reading that book was just a huge eye-opener for all the different other areas of our life, especially when it comes to mood, uh, mental focus, clarity, our memory. Our memory was absolutely huge. The impact that it has on um, diseases like Alzheimer's, dementia, uh, but really overall performance, like our function throughout the day, people who get less than seven hours of sleep a day, it was incredible to see the impact that it has on just simple performance in memory skills in, in their uh, response time to, to different stimulus. So um, just the impact that it has on your driving skills and everything else there is just incredibly eye-opening experience. So for me, one of the biggest lessons about getting lean and staying lean after 40 is to make sure that sleep, you're getting an adequate amount of quality sleep each and every night. The fourth biggest lesson I've learned about getting lean and staying lean after 40 is the benefits of moving more and eating more. Basically, the more you move, the more you can eat, the higher your metabolic rate is going to be. So basically, your metabolism is going to be sky high, as high as it possibly can be naturally. So that's a big reason why you won't see me sitting very often. I'm basically on my feet all day, every day. And when I'm working, I'm at a stand-up desk, I'm in the gym, uh, I get out walking my dog twice a day, and any of my free time, I just wanna be living my life to the fullest. I wanna be out on an adventure, I wanna be exploring, I wanna go on hikes through nature, I wanna be paddleboarding or kayaking or riding my bike, just getting out, being social, being involved. That's what this jacked after 40 life is all about. Really, you're gonna see me sitting in front of the television. There are times where I do need my chill time. I do need to binge watch some shows every once in a while. Uh, we all need that little bit of downtime to recover, to chill, relax. Um, at the end of the day, that's basically when I'm reading my book to wind down for a little while. That's the only time I'm gonna be sitting throughout the day. The rest of the time, I am out moving. And because I am constantly on my feet, I mean, just standing at my, my desk throughout the day working, that's not effort on my part. I'm like sweating, I, I don't think of it as exercise, but it allows me to consume roughly an extra 300 calories per day just because I'm standing instead of sitting. It's such a simple thing for me to do, but it has increased my metabolic rate. Little things, little fidgeting things, talking with your hands, balancing your foot on the ground, little things like that can increase your caloric burn throughout the day. So I just basically kind of keep myself moving as much as possible so I can eat more. It's also more satisfying. If The more you're moving, the more you can eat, uh, you just feel full. You don't feel like you are depriving yourself. Now, again, you gotta be smart with the activity. You don't wanna be doing like hours on the stair climber just so you could eat more. You wanna be doing things, um, again, living your life to the fullest, like I'm saying. Like I'm not saying get out and do a bunch of like structured cardio um, each and every time. I want you just being on your feet. I want you out there living. I want you experiencing that zest for life, living a life of vitality. So. 
get out there, live your life to the fullest, and it will allow you to eat more so you have your metabolic rate higher and your metabolism will be stoked. The fifth biggest lesson I learned about getting lean and staying lean after 40 is that when it comes to building muscle, the calorie surplus that I need to consume is a lot less than I ever thought it would be. Uh, when I first dropped 50 pounds 10 years ago, I went through multiple kind of bulking and cutting phases where uh, the first time I gained 30 pounds and then a few times after that I would gain 20 pounds. Uh, and then for the past five years, it's been more like 10 pounds. And what I found like initially, like the, when I was gaining the 30 pounds and the 20 pounds, my surplus was what you often see a, a prescribed out there or recommended out there, like a 500 calorie surplus. That was just causing me to gain fat at a much faster rate, gaining weight way faster than I needed to be at that time. And even with gaining 10 pounds, uh, like for this past year, I spent... I just do basically each year I've, for the past five years I've been doing a four week mini cut and then I do two weeks at maintenance seven sorry two months at maintenance seven months in a surplus and then two months in maintenance uh, during that seven month surplus I was aiming to gain a pound per month and what I found gaining this seven to eight pounds during the past couple of years here is that most of it has been in the form of fat I mean I have been training for over 30 years, I'm over 40 years old, like I am nearing my genetic potential. I am not done growing by any means necessary. I still have years of muscle building ahead of me. It's just that, that those muscle gains are going to come at a much slower rate from here on out. So gaining excessive amounts of weight, like for me, I consider that anything above five pounds a year, it's gonna be just unnecessary for me. It's just having to slow the process down. So this past year, I'd say I was past couple of years, I've been at about a 200 calorie surplus, which allowed me to gain about that one pound per month. But again, most of that was in the form of fat. Gained some muscle, I've gained a pound over the year, but again, from one pound of muscle, um, what out of that seven to eight pounds that I gained in total means that ratio is a bit out of whack. I don't like seeing that ratio of muscle gain to fat gain being that um, that big of a, a drastic difference. I'd rather see it much smaller. So um, now this year, my calorie surplus is gonna be more around 100 calories, uh, which is very tough to measure. Um, it gets a lot tougher, so I'm gonna be closer and closer to my maintenance level of calories, but I am cool with that. I don't need to see the drastic changes, although one pound per month is not a drastic change, that's a pretty small change, but I don't need to see that each and every month to know that I am uh, making progress. I just need to really focus on trusting the process, and that is absolutely key. Rather than just focusing on the scale weight and measuring my progress based on what's happening on the scale, um, I'm just focusing on nailing the process. I've done this over and over again that I know when my calorie target is at a certain amount, I'm probably gonna gain about a certain amount each month. So I just need to focus on living my life to fullest. That's the benefit of being consistent with my overall active lifestyle. Everything stays the same all the time. So it's very easy for me to just change the portions that I'm eating and and that's the only change that uh, that is taking place. So if I trust that process, instead of consuming a 200 calorie surplus, I'm, I'm consuming a 100 calorie surplus, I just keep following that month after month, knowing that I'm doing all the the right things to allow me to build muscle with minimal fat gain in the process. And it's not so much about, oh, I don't want to see my abs disappear or anything like that. It's just 
why gain when that ratio of muscle to to fat gain is is so out of whack it's just not necessary so i'm doing the responsible thing and just taking a a, a smarter approach that is going to allow me to to keep that ratio more in check where the same amount of muscle trying to gain the same amount of muscle and fat there so if i gain a pound of muscle gain a pound of fat i'm cool with that and those are the five biggest lessons i've learned about getting lean and staying lean after 40. now i'd love to hear from you did any of those lessons resonate with you can you relate to any of them? Are there any lessons that you've learned that I didn't include in today's podcast? Please do me a favor and drop a comment down below to share your experiences. As I've said, we are learning and growing together. This is all about the Jacked After 40 community, learning and growing by sharing each other's experiences and just, uh, just having a blast in the process. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please do me a favor and smash that thumbs up button. I'd really appreciate it. If you know a fellow bro who would benefit from listening to today's podcast, do him a favor and share it with them. Before you go, don't forget to download your free guide, Jacked After 40. Have yourself an amazing day. Catch you in the next video.